welcome to Cannon Fodder, a behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to our first installment of Cannon Fodder. Joe here, bringing you the newest content from the Glass Cannon. I'm here with my good buddy, Troy LaValle. Troy, welcome to Cannon Fodder. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. I'm a, a longtime listener of the pod. Uh, I'm also its creator and founder. <laughs> Thanks for identifying yourself. And uh, yeah, you should be proud of how you founded the podcast all by yourself with, yep. uh, with no help from anyone. I mean, that's how I see it. <laughs> when I go to bed at night, I'm like, man, I really am just doing all the work here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, Troy, uh, I think the burning question is, what is cannon fodder? Yeah, what the hell is this and why am I in your apartment? <laughs> you and I have been talking about this for a little while. And uh, we wanted to kick it off. We basically wanted to get a little bit more content on the channel. We wanted to get some new stuff out there for our listeners. And we thought, how about a weekly, like a recap sort of show? Yeah. And I, and that's not all it is. It's also, what else would you say it is? I'd say it's uh, it's part uh, Dungeon Master Academy, part uh, answering questions from the fans, maybe some burning questions from our listeners, and uh, part a uh, little behind the scenes of what went into... You know, stuff that happened with characters. Maybe you don't know their backstories. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, so, like, know. a little um, like DVD special features yes. kind of action. Yeah, uh, director's commentary. Yeah, <laughs> director's Creator commentary. Creator and founder commentary. Yeah, so maybe we'll get a little bit more looks behind the, the curtain here and... and uh, and see what you're doing, you know, uh, that we don't know about as players. Right. Now, Maybe I can't I'll... tell you everything, Joe. That's not what this is about. <laughs> I know. You hate giving up anything. I'll give you a taste, though. Okay, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I'll have some questions for you about what, you know, what could you have done there? Or if you had done something different, would this have happened? And uh, where you are willing, let us and, and the fans know. Mm -hmm. uh, give, give us a little peek. Um, so, starting off, we just finished a couple days ago episode 55 mm. of the glass cannon podcast uh so awesome by the way to have 55 episodes out there it's, you know 55 is actually my favorite number and that's not even a joke really yeah why uh when i was growing up i'm from boston uh, massachusetts so i'm a big red sox fan big celtics fan big bruins fan but i loved the new york giants and my favorite player was lawrence taylor who's number 56 <laughs> but because i'm such an egotist i couldn't take that number as my favorite so i went one lower 55. So you consider yourself to be one step below Lawrence Taylor? No, I think it's a better number, <laughs> frankly. But that's my favorite number. It's a good one. And this was a long episode, the big battle with Iwiga. That's right. Okay, so we had, you know, things got a little frustrating for me. I can tell you that flat out as a player. It was, a, <laughs> it it was, was frustrating a, for everyone. It was frustrating for everyone. It was an extremely harrowing encounter. So at the end mm -hmm. of 54, she reveals herself to be a traitor. This whole time she's been using us to get deeper into the vault. And then right at the end, your, your cliffhanger, which was great. You know, she begins la cackling at us, laughing. And, uh, and now we know it's on. So we start episode 55 knowing we're going to go into a, a, a combat. We don't know really how tough yet it's going to be. And you were just, the whole party was completely decimated by the Bramble Bright fight and the animated Bramble. I mean, people, Baron almost died. So it's not like you're going into this. All right, another battle. You're, are, you're 
already completely beaten up. So that added to the frustration as well. All right, so I want to get right to it here. I want to ask a couple quick quick questions. We had discussed sure. on the episode, I know I said, I was frustrated by how powerful she was in so many different areas. She right. had huge hard-hitting melee attacks. Mm -hmm. She had incredibly accurate and high damage ranged attacks. She also had access to magic. She could go invisible. She could wild shape. She could, uh, the list goes on and on. And usually a character is going to, and she had a very high AC. So usually if you have super high magical damage output, you're going to have maybe lower melee strength damage or a lower AC. Higher AC, higher melee strength damage. Maybe you don't, you're not able to go invisible. You don't have these ranged magical options. This woman, if that's what she is, seemed to have Everything. So I said I wanted to see that stat block, and now I think this new thing that we're doing, cannon fodder, is a perfect time for something like that. So sure. can you talk a little bit about her actual like stats and abilities? Yeah. Uh, so she is, if you look up in the bestiary, I don't know if it's one, two, or three, she is a green hag, which is a, a common, not a common enemy, but an enemy that appears. But she was written specifically for the adventure that she is a green hag druid, fourth level druid but with the abilities of green hag as well. So they took those two things, uh, you know, a fourth level druid and a green hag and combined their powers. But I mean, I have never seen a stat block as badass as this. What was her two hit? Uh, plus 18. <laughs> she has two claws that hit plus 18. She has a 23 strength. Oh my God. Now she only has a 10 dex, but she has a 22 AC because... She has armor on, which grants her a plus three, and then she has a plus eight natural armor. Wow. Natural armor. Bonus. So her skin is just so hard that so you can't get through. So plus eight to hit, 22 AC, so she's hitting everything she touches. Plus 18 to hit. Plus 18 to hit, <laughs> and impossible to hit. Do you know when Lork is going to get to plus 18, even with like a plus one or plus two magical weapon? He'll have to be like 12th level. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I have anything to say about it. Yeah, yep. You'll you'll shorten his life as soon as possible. All right. So, what about uh, her magical abilities? How many spells did she have? Roughly. I mean, um, so she's got her own little spell-like abilities that she can do. Alter self, obviously. Obviously, uh, altered herself to look like a uh, an old druid. Um, but she had some uh, druid spells prepared. Heat metal is obviously the thing that was plaguing uh, right. Galabras. And now, was she casting invisibility, or did she have like a wand or something? Uh, it, she ha can cast invisibility at will. It's an at will power for her. <laughs> oh my yeah, her at will powers were as powerful as her second level spells. Uh, so heat metal. She was basically, uh, Skid was very upset about this. Like, what does this spell just go on forever? Well, it. Uh, she had a. Uh, Extended extend metamagic rod that she used to cast heat metal. So that normally only lasts, I think, four or five rounds. But mm -hmm. in this case, it lasted 13 rounds. It's <laughs> brutal. Brutal. So what... And then towards the end, she cast Tarball on you. Yeah, that was the thing that that got me, you know, lowered my decks when I was trying to do ranged attacks. I was like, what? What isn't she good at? And, and then, by the way, she got away. She got so, away. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. Who is she? Like, can we know that, or do you not want to talk about that yet? No, like, I think you can. I can. I can give you a little bit, a little bit of info about her backstory, and that's something we would never talk about. It's not like you cornered her and said, yeah, we didn't have "Tell like, me your life story." Yeah, we didn't have a Bond villain moment. You know, we need to know without, you know, for lack of that, you know, maybe cannon fodder. This is something that we could do here as well. Is is get a little bit of this character's backstory? Yeah, and and I'll I'll give it to you pretty pretty quickly. Basically, a hundred years ago, there was a woman named Iwiga. And her and her husband lived and uh, loved each other. And they wanted... They lived? They lived and they loved. <laughs> they wanted desperately to have a child, but she was barren. Not B-A-R-R-O-N. 
but B-A-R-R-E-N. She couldn't have a child no matter what she did. So she went off into the swamp and found a uh, coven of witches and kind of pleaded with them to let her have the ability to have a child. Oh. And they said, okay, we'll, we can do that for you. Um, but, but here's the deal. We want your firstborn daughter to join our coven. That's that's the deal. And so Iwiga, desperate to have a child, agreed. She agreed, had the baby, and of course, what do you think happened? Didn't want to give it up no. to the coven. Of course not. Um, but the coven was not to here, be denied. Here you go, horrible witches. Here's an infant child. <laughs> Here's all I've ever wanted in my life. Enjoy. Uh, Can I have another one? When you think about it, it was a pretty screwy deal. I mean, did, was she able to have multiple children from this deal with them? Or if it was a son, was the, the only way she was going to luck out? Yeah, I guess the idea was like, you just, if she wanted to have a child so bad, I guess it was just to have some child in the world, no matter where she was, right. I guess. Right, just and, go through the uh, wonderful experience of childbirth and then give it away. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, she didn't want to do it. The coven came and said, it's time to pay up. And she decided to give herself over to the coven instead of giving up her child. She said, please take me. I will pledge my life to you uh, and pledge my service and just let my daughter live. And uh, so these crones agreed to help her. And basically, they were going to take the child and sacrifice it to the demon lord Mistama, which is the mother of witches. So obviously she wasn't going to do that. She went over there and slowly turned into a hag herself after they went through rituals and whatnot. And looking at herself in the mirror and seeing herself, she fled her husband and her child because she was disgusted with the way she looked and she didn't want them to have to see her either. And then as decades passed, she learned the ways of the swamp and started becoming a druid and started to forget memories of her past life. And then, uh, you know, she came upon Ingrahild and her brother and the mercenaries were with them and they killed her, the rest of her coven. So yet again, she was torn from her family because at this point, the coven was, was her family. the only family she had. And so desperate and distraught, she fled into the Vault of Thorns. And that's where she was trying to figure out what to do next when all of a sudden our pieces appear. Oh, wow. Okay, you know what? So the whole time I kind of thought that she was like planning this this, uh, raid on the vault. And we were thinking she she realized she couldn't get deep enough in so she was going to wait for us. Like, no, she was just recently stranded and alone and was trying to adapt or figure out what to do to survive. She was like, should I go further into the vault? Should I go back? Oh, what do I do? All this was bringing up memories of her past life, which she had forgot, that emotion of having been ripped from her family. Uh, Well, now I kind of sympathize with her. Wait, no, no. I got to stop. Yeah, I hate I, her. I hate her. That's 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 the Joe thing to do to sympathize with the enemy. But yeah. I mean, it's a sad story. When she you think spit about tar it. at me, man. Yeah, um, that that is really interesting. Who wrote that book again? Who is the author of that book? Because that that is such a cool story. That's the kind of backstory that if you can make that for a PC, I'd be like, that is incredible. Yeah, the author of book two, uh, the primary author, whose name is Larry Wilhelm, and I think he's done some Pathfinder Society scenarios as well. Um, That's just an awesome story. Yeah. Uh, Well, moving on to the actual gameplay, the actual episode, what went down. I have a question for you as a a GM. Sure. You know that we got frustrated. Mm -hmm. You know that that combat was brutal and how at the end of it, we were just 
she got away. She kept going invisible. She kept moving away from us and we couldn't really lock onto her and get her. And when we did get within range, her AC was so high that us as fifth level characters couldn't hit her. So I, I would just want to ask, you know, what do you do when you're in those kind of situations? We, we obviously heard what you did on the podcast. Uh, you called us children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you tried to put us in our place from a disciplinary perspective. But in general, I think a lot of people have that problem where their players get frustrated. Like, how do you deal with players that are getting, that are detaching themselves from the combat or the action because they're just frustrated by the encounter? It's hard. I mean, the DM has a million responsibilities, and one of the primary ones is to make sure everyone's having a good time. And I think that the onus has to be as much on the players as it does, as it is the GM. You know, obviously, I want to create a good story. I want to create a good challenge for you guys, and I want you to have fun. But sometimes the fun is a challenge that seems completely insurmountable. Yeah. And then you guys rise up and defeat it, and that's where you enjoy it. So you've got or to find don't. a way. Or don't, in this case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's easy to get frustrated, I mean, to have to cast a spell and she's got a plus 14 will save. And, you know, you can't even cast a spell. You can't hit her. You can't do anything. Well, then what's the point? You as players are probably saying to yourself. But that's where you've got to rise up and you know, figure out a reason to have this adversity mean something to the characters. And the best that I can do is just to try to keep things light and fun. Um, But I'm not going to be like, oh, the players are frustrated. I should probably nerf this encounter. You know, I think it has to be, it's all part of the collaborative storytelling. So you don't just pull back the difficulty or the CR a little bit or make her, you know what, she could cast invisibility right now, which is absolutely what she would do for her own survival. But the players are getting really frustrated by invisibility. So I'll just, this time I'll just go around without it and see if they can try to killer like you wouldn't do something like that you would always to the best of your ability act as if act how the character would act yeah i think it's a disservice to the character to to play it weaker just because you guys are having a tough time right you know and maybe a disservice to the players actually right and you know unlike this is a very unique experience to be playing this game for an audience because and this is what i try and impress upon you guys your fun is secondary to the fact that we've got to make sure the listeners are enjoying it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's so different from any other game. I think that's why we enjoy sometimes playing our non-recorded games because we can all go back to just, <laughs> ah, let's relax. But in this case, we've got to make sure that you've got to fight above that urge to be upset and put on a good show at the same time. Right. But it's hard. To see, and I like that it's seeped in. So you see what the reality of a game session is like. There's frustration. Yeah, it, it, it is. We're not the first group sitting around uh, playing a Pathfinder game that has gotten frustrated with their GM. Nope. Well, we ended the episode with an empty treasure chest, which is so incredibly frustrating. Mm. I don't know what the deal is with that, why it was set up that way, what they could possibly be doing with it. And, you know, we're just going to have to we're going to have to talk about it next week and, yeah. and find out what happens. So. Thank you guys for checking in on the first Cannon Fodder. We do, uh, in in new episodes of Cannon Fodder, we intend to have this every week, uh, every Thursday. We're going to be releasing it, and we would like to do a little recap of that week's episode, and then, you know, just like we did, talk a little bit about GM strategies, or some of the, maybe the lore of the characters and the events in the game. We also want to... Uh, talk to ba- talk back to the listeners. You know, if you guys have emails or something you want to send in, a lot of people have been sending us questions over the last year, uh, asking you know things about Pathfinder or or different questions about the game that we're playing specifically, and we've answered a lot of those questions. But I think some of those, maybe the ones that are good general questions, we'll do in Cannon Fodder. So email us in your questions that you'd like to hear on Cannon Fodder, whether it's about the story, about the backstory of the PCs maybe, or if it's just general questions about rules of Pathfinder or uh, 
uh, and if that comes up, you know, we can maybe even do verbal we are stupids <laughs> where yeah. we can, you know, talk about here what had happened. But either way, uh, Troy and I are so thankful for you guys for checking out our new endeavor here. Let us know what you think. Email us at glasscannonpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to always, when you when you can, when you have the time, log on to iTunes, give us a rating. It really helps to get the show out there. Marketing reasons, business reasons, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at @glasscannonpod and check out the website glasscannonpodcast.com. Troy, you got anything else before we close this out? We're out of time. Uh, no, I was just going to say this show is really for you guys, so you can shape it any way you want. Email us and we'll change it depending on what the people Yeah, we're want. ready to bob and weave with you guys. All right, guys, take it easy. We hope you enjoy next week's episode, episode 56. 